This podcast is brought to you by Men's Tea Clinic. Men's Tea Clinic is the team I trust with my total wellness optimization, and so should you. Five DFW locations with North Frisco, El Dorado Parkway at Dallas North Tollway now open. Call 972-GO-MEN'S-TEA or visit mensteaclinic.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105 Through the Fan. Our question is going to be, are there any Seahawks players you fear and where do the Cowboys hold an advantage? But I wanted to ask one more bonus question on the truckwreck.com text line 877-881-1053. We beat them. Is Where are you going to be on Friday doing the show, Corey? Buffalo Wild Wings in Rockwall. That sounds really cool. We always have lots of fun. Is there any like... Is that close to Keller? Rock, no, no, not anywhere close. Rockwall's across White uh, Lake Ray Hubbard. Yeah, and that's close not, to me. That's the other way, no. Mike. Sorry, buddy. You're gonna, actually you're gonna be awesome. Here's why: traffic heading that way, nothing. Traffic heading back, nothing for you because of the direction you're driving. I know but my son's playing in the Keller freshman basketball tournament. Uh huh. And I was hoping it was close. It's not. It's not. But the well, good I'm news. I'm excited. Because we have a bonus person Rick who bonus. is going to be there. Rick not, bonus. Not, He's coaching no, last night. not Rick Bonus. Kicked his tail who are two we, different ways. Who else are we going to have at the Buffalo Wild Wings and Rockwall on Friday? Nolan Ryan. No. John Daniels. The world's strongest man, not John Daniels. Mark Arnold Henry is going to be at I've the met him Buffalo before. Wild Wings. He's awesome. He signed a card for us. Dude, he came into studio and hung out with us, and I was like, this guy is awesome. Dude, he, he has is some so cool. Fiery opinions. He too. is gigantic, too. So AEW? Yeah. I wonder what he thinks of the Iron Claw. I'm sure he has thoughts. This is his, current his music? first year of wrestling. 1996. Second year. I'm I assume 97. Ooh, look at you. I didn't go off that assumption. I wonder if he followed the Von Erics at all. It's a good question. I mean, he's a Texas kid. So we have lots to talk about yeah. with him on Friday. He and went so to the sportatorium. And he'll be there at the Buffalo Wild Wings. So like not on the phone. Rockwall off of I 30. He will be there. So I, I got confirmation from AEW about that. All right. Right now, are there any Seahawks players you fear? And where do the Cowboys hold an advantage? And immediately somebody said, I'm afraid of Tyler Lockett versus Jordan Lewis. Okay. Okay. Because. You feel like they're going to try and match him up in the slot uh, as often as possible because you got DK Metcalf, who you can move around anywhere as well on that field, and Jackson Smith and Jigba, who has been, in my opinion, less than stellar. Sure. Um, Like, less than what I expected him to be, but I also have to credit the fact that his quarterback is Geno Smith. So I do have to go ahead and, like, remember that sometimes. 
It's not like he just walked into a Peyton Manning offense. Yeah. Um, this is, uh, I would say, probably DK Metcalf more, but the Cowboys secondary has been really good. So I'll go with Kenneth Walker. Can I go with Kenneth Walker as the one that I fear in the out of the backfield yeah. for the Seattle Seahawks? Is that by any chance Kenny Skywalker's son who won the 1989 dunk contest in Houston, Texas? I don't know that to be true or not true, but I was also going to ask, isn't Seattle a little concerned about his availability? Yes, yes, for that yes game? they are, yeah. But Pete Carroll's being, like, very vague about it. He goes, oh, no, there's there's some questions. What does that mean? Oh, well, you know, questions. The, the, their uh, running game has been, has not produced the way it typically does either, uh, but we felt like the Cowboys running defense is not good, but the Cowboys have been so good at defense lately against bad teams that they've been able to stand out. Pete Carroll do everything he can to try and muck this game up and try and do what, you know, try and keep the Cowboys offense from just taking over and blowing this thing out of the water. But man, I'm, I'm just fat. I'm it's less about what I fear, Kevin, and more about what fascinates me about what Deron Bland can do and will they be throwing enough and have to take the risks that Deron Bland can do it again. That's that's where I am more than the fearing okay. anybody on this team. I guess I would fear like Bobby Wagner again. You know, like I think he has like 18 uh, sack yards, two and a half sacks, but I still fear like what he can do. That's about it, man. I was going to throw Jordan Brooks in there. So fourth year linebacker. He had a career high in tackles in this last game and his first ever interception that he returned for a touchdown. Like, I'm not saying he's Deron Bland or anything like that because that's amazing. But he's a tackling machine or he's becoming a tackling machine and also picked up that interception that he returned to the house. So that's somebody, I don't know if fear is probably the right word, but somebody I'm keeping an eye out for in the game. So, Kevin, I'm looking also at their roster. Did Tariq Woolen change his name to Reek? And that's because the ESPN has it just as R-I-Q now. I did not know that was his preferred uh, preferred go-to. And he's okay. good. good. to know. Yeah, I mean, Devin Witherspoon's yeah, been really good this year, too, and Tariq Woolen's pretty good. I just, I really expected a, another level from Tariq Woolen this year, and maybe haven't seen exactly what I wanted to see from him. So, even on their defensive side of the ball, it's, it's not... I don't think that the Cowboys can't score 35 on them. Like, that's that's where I feel about the Cowboys' offense, looking at what the Seattle defense can give up. They can make it a 15-point game, but they are, the Cowboys can definitely score big points against, against these guys. Not worried at all. See, and I had a feeling, you know what, Mike? Believe it or not, I actually... 38-17. I actually think I'm moving more and more as the week has gone along to being on your side. I think it'll be like 38 to 10, but they'll score a late touchdown. Because the Cowboys crush teams that are not on their level, and it feels like Seattle... Except for Arizona. Except for Arizona, which they lost that game, which is super confusing. At home. But at home, they annihilate teams that they do not feel are on their level or just don't match talent for talent. And you're looking at a Seattle team... And it all started going back to that Ravens game, you know, because they got the big win against Cleveland. Then they got squashed against the Ravens. And then they barely beat the Commanders. And 
They've been kind of spiraling since then. And I know Geno Smith, they said he didn't get any more hurt in that last game, but he has also had some issues and they have started to turn the ball over more in the midst of kind of their little, you know, struggle, I guess I'll say. And this feels like a team that the Cowboys will beat up. And I, I mean on the scoreboard because I know Seattle is a physical team. What do you mean by little struggle that you're uh, that you mean here? Because they've lost three of four. Yeah, that maybe that's not so little. And and they they lost it badly to the Niners. Yep. They they lost a close one to the Rams. Yeah. And I mean, quite honestly, do we, does anybody think the Rams are any good right now? That's no. a that's a poor uh, in my mind. That's still a poor team. They beat the Commanders barely. They had to, was it a last-second field goal they had to get there? They got demolished by the Ravens. I think the Cowboys yeah. are right in that same category as all those teams. Now, this is where, Kevin, and I heard Sharif say this this morning too, this is where you're afraid to lean that far with Mike because every time we all lean that direction, the Cowboys smack us in the face with, hey, don't forget we're the Cowboys and we can do whatever we want. Sure. And that includes lose a game that we're supposed to win like that. Like, that is where the Cowboys do stuff like that. But, man, I guess... But pe- not at home. Nah, not at, not at home, man. They're, that, they're not letting that happen. That's the thing, because I've seen some people have brought up the Chargers game, and I was like, yeah, but not at home. Like, that was a road game. Obviously, both of your losses are on the road, and then that loss to the Cardinals on the road. At home, I don't know what it is, and it if you want to just say it's the level of competition, that's fine. I don't think Seattle's a very good team. If the Cowboys lose this game, I do think it is a major upset and a bad, bad loss for the Cowboys. The, um, Kevin, this is the a four-team, a four-win team, though, right? What do you mean? They have won more than four games. That is true. They are are they above five hundred? They they are. Will it matter on Friday to the, all the people who have said if the Cowboys are to beat Seattle? No. Will people go? Hey, yeah. they finally did it against Seattle. Will people go? Yeah, but it's Seattle. Yeah, and because if Seattle loses, then they'll be five hundred, right? And so it's like, oh, you still haven't beaten a team who's above five hundred right now. Like I can guarantee that. Or people, that's what's going to happen. Or people can say Seattle wasn't that good to begin with. And guess what? I agree with all of those people. I like when we talk about the tough part of the schedule, I do not think tomorrow is a tough part of it's the, the schedule. beginning of the tough part of the schedule. And see, I don't even think that. Oh, you have to win it. I know you, you do. lose it, and that looks bad. You do, but you don't think they're a tough enough yeah, team. I, 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 I think Eagles, Bills, Dolphins, Lions. I'll listen to all of those, especially since the two are in the middle. If the Cowboys lose to the Seahawks, I think that is a bad, bad loss. As long as you win tomorrow, which I think you will, you've locked up the five seed. That's over. So it's like you've made the playoffs. You'd be the top wild card team. You don't have to worry anymore the rest of the year about losing the five spot. You know, you're still competing to be the one seed or possibly two seed. And then you'd be like, all right, well, we won't fall to six or seven, which would be pretty big because if you fall to six or seven, you would have to take on Philadelphia, San Francisco, or Detroit. Yeah. I'm not really afraid round, at yeah. all of Detroit, but you get a, a kind of a bye week in the first round of the playoffs versus the South like you did last year against Tom Brady. Yep. And I think they're going to win this one pretty easily. I'm kind of with you, Kevin. I would be really disappointed and shocked if they lost to Seattle. I see them as a at best an average team in Me the too. NFL. So it's those next three to four games where you're like, no, these are teams that will – well. I shouldn't say that about Buffalo, but will be kind of in the playoffs. <laughs> and 
people brought up Woolen, obviously. Another one to keep your eye out on is Abe Lucas, their right tackle, was a full participant. Is Pete Carroll said the idea was he's going to practice to play, and he was a full participant for them in practice, I believe, yesterday. So looking like he's on track to play. So line up Micah right over him every single time. Is what you're saying. I mean, let's go try and get the best of that Leonard one. signed and ready to go by Friday, by Thursday. I'm just kidding. Shaquille I'm kidding. Leonard I'm kidding. is currently Kevin in Philadelphia, meeting that, with the Eagles. About that? Uh, I have a lot of feelings that he's going to Philly. Hey, he's going to think this gives me the best chance to get the the championship, an easy one. They're not good at linebacker. That's one of their biggest weaknesses too, Kevin. Uh, and so I think that there's a a, a greater than one chance. Uh, that he does that. I'm over here laughing at the Bobby Petrino stuff right now. I'm sorry. Have you seen the numbers? No, I heard this might happen, what is it, yesterday or the day before? He's going to be paid uh, $1.35 million in 24, $1.6 in 25, and $1.6 in 26. He gets a country club membership, Ooh. eight tickets to home football games, and $7,200 in car allowance, and $25,000 in moving expenses and temporary housing. Is Arkansas where he did all the bad stuff, Kevin? Is that the place that he did all the weird that, that stuff? Was the, that was the motorcycle The motorcycle right, stuff yeah. and the whole, like, that, that was Arkansas, right? right? Not Louisville or anything Absence like that? Absence makes the heart God. Okay. And so <laughs> they've decided this is Sorry. the guy. Is a couple more things about Seattle is get out to a quick start. Seattle has scored one offensive touchdown in their last two games. One I'll offensive touchdown yeah. in their last two games. That was the opening drive against the Rams. So you're not looking at a team that's clicking on all cylinders by any means on offense. But also, they had two turnovers in the first half against the 49ers. That's the fifth time in the last seven games they've had multiple turnovers. So think about this. If this is a team that is turning the ball over a lot and is not scoring offensively, that that has the makings to get out to a really fast start against this team and hopefully put the boots to them. Do you uh, ascribe to, because I've seen this text come in, the desperate team theory? As they are the more desperate team in this in this thing because they just got beaten so badly by the last two teams that were in their own division. Sure. And this could be a season breaker for them. And see, and that's... Because the Cowboys are coming off... Of, I mean, they're on a hot streak right now. That's an interesting point because... If, but if Seattle loses this game, you know what happens? Nothing. They're still in the playoffs. Like, the bottom part of the playoff picture for the NFC is so bad that they can lose and be there. So I understand the desperate team theory. I don't know if I believe Seattle fits that quotient here. According to Bob Nightingale, the Dodgers hired Nelson Cruz as a front office advisor. Ooh, that's pretty nice. Good for him. I know that's changing everything up there. And finally, and this might be my most definitive reason that I'm oh my gosh on Team Mike for why we're going to dominate. Not only are the Cowboys 5-0 and at home, they're 5-0 and against the spread. So they just chomp teams out. I view this as a double-digit win. They're 5-0 and against the spread? Yeah, because they won all their games by at least 20 points. Dang, dude. So home. should I just go ahead and start making all the bets there? I... Do not want What's that the spread right air. now in this game? It's like eight. Eight? They're gonna they're gonna blow these dudes out of the water. Bet everything. Oh, oh my god. Don't. I'm not betting. Oh, okay. But if you want to, Corey. Mine, they're at minus seven at the moment on ESPN, according to ESPN bet, oh, Kevin. Okay. 
okay. you feel like the Seattle's going to cover? I don't. Oh, no, I, I mean, based on everything Kevin just Seven? told me, yeah. Oh, regular ESPN says nine. Yes, I don't. It says right there. I'll let you look at it at what I'm looking at. So, oh, you have to go down. I, I'm right there. It go says on. minus seven. Go down. What do you mean go down? Minus seven. <laughs> All right, fat. Uh, but also, if you go a little further down on the page, that's got a different number. We're the KNC masterpiece. Minus nine. Right, I know. Told well, you. They have two different. It says ESPN bets on both. Corey, lies. what do you do? <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. After the end of a good fight, you deserve an ice-cold reward. Medela is the mark of a fighter. You've earned this rich golden lager with a crisp, refreshing taste. Because you know, the bigger the fight, the better the reward. You put in the hours, the energy, the tough labor. You are a fighter. and Medela is your reward. Medela, the mark of a fighter. Drink responsibly. Beer imported by Crown Port, Chicago, Illinois. Over there. Coming up next, we will talk. With Dallas Mavericks play-by-play voice Chuck Cooperstein. We'll also do some Mike Likes It as we move into the expressway. Commercial free on 105.3 The Fan. KNC Masterpiece right here on 105.3 The Fan. Right now, we bring to you Dallas Mavericks play-by-play voice Chuck Cooperstein. Good afternoon, sir. Afternoon, kids. How are you? Well, we're doing excellent, and I know there's a lot to get to about the game against the Rockets. I do need to know, I felt fairly surprised when all the Cuban news started to come out. (laughs) Were you also surprised? You think? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Just a little. uh, But, uh, you know, this is the man who basically tells his staff that uh, on draft night that if our draft choice leaks out to Woj or Shams or any of those people before we make the pick that uh, that person will no longer be employed. So he knows how to keep a secret. And you know, and you know, through the years that when the Mavericks have made trades, most of the time, maybe except for the Jason Kidd trade back in 2008, uh, those trades come out of nowhere. <laughs> they do. He does a really good job of keeping things close to the vest. And clearly he kept the biggest move of all close to the vest. <laughs> Are you are you intrigued by the potential of what this move could mean? I don't know 
if intrigued is the word, I'm curious. Okay. I guess I'm just curious because I because I, I really don't know what it means. I mean, other than the fact that I mean, it's unusual in the sense that um, if you're giving up a majority share, uh, that usually means you're giving up control of everything, right? Uh, but here, apparently, you know, Mark's been able to you know, have his cake and eat it too, where he he's getting getting some money. And he's also getting still to do the thing that he really loves doing, which is being around the NBA and being around his team and trying to make his team better. Does that mitigate any of your potential feelings of sadness then? Because like you said, usually that does mean see on down the road, but it won't in this case. It's uh, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it doesn't appear as if he's going anywhere, right? It appears he's still going to do what he's done. So, I, I, you know, for all of the hubbub and understandable hubbub over the last, you know, 18 hours or so, I, mean, I really, in, in the end, how much will really have changed? I don't know the answer to that. The, uh, the, after last night, uh, there was the moment with uh, our friend Tim McMahon and Jason Kidd. Do you have a top three positive stories for the Mavs right now? <laughs> yeah, Luca. Yeah. Kyrie. And the fact that they're 11 and six, which I don't think a lot of people thought they'd be right now. So there you go. Three big stories. Uh, Chuck, I'm going to bring up another one for you. And Derek Lively has Mm. been tremendous. And obviously he had to miss the game against the Clippers last night. Uh, He had another solid game. Are you surprised on how well he's played at 19 years old as a starting center in the NBA? Stunned. I don't, and I don't, and I think they're stunned. I don't think no, no one was calling this shot on draft night. I mean, they were hoping that ultimately, somewhere down the road, that they had found an answer to a longstanding problem. Uh, but the fact that Lively, from the moment he got to summer league, each game he got better, and then apparently made that huge jump uh, between the end of summer league and when the guys started coming back after Labor Day to where he could hang with the big boys and be a difference maker. Um, I think it's remarkable. It's a fantastic story. It's a, a major positive development for the Mavericks, who I, I think everybody uh, felt like on draft night did really, really well. Uh, but they all thought that Omax Prosper was going to be the guy that would be able to be uh, slipped in to the regular rotation, uh, having been farther along uh, in his time, you know, a couple, three years in college, one at Clemson, two at Marquette. Um, but uh, it, it it didn't work out that way, and frankly, given uh, you know the, the need to protect the rim, that uh, it's pretty important that Lively's been able to do what he's done. Now, uh, he he had a rough go of it last night with uh, Alperen Shengun, and it just it makes you understand too. Here's Shengun in his third year, and he was you know he's been pretty good his first two years, and he's got you know that creative European game to him. But it just makes you wonder what Lively would be like, will be like two years from now when he really understands everything that's going on around him in the NBA. I love what you're saying, Chuck, about Singoon. I kind of mentioned him yesterday before the game on how much he's improved and what he's doing. And I look at the Western Conference, Chuck, and I look at Wimbenyamba and Chet Holmgren and Singoon, and then obviously you still have Jokic and Anthony Davis and Sabonis. The Western Conference is kind of loaded with big guys now, so that is something that Lively is going to help out with, but the Mavs probably need to look into – Hey, we need to also help him because I'm just I'm throwing out my opinion here is 82 games is a lot for a 19 year old in a competitive situation where you're trying to not only make the playoffs, but make playoff noise. 
I'd agree with that. I think that's a fair statement to make. And uh, I think that, uh, you know, we're just about to enter trade season. You know, really after December 15th, when a lot of uh, the summer deals become guaranteed, you know, that's when teams really start to get serious about it. Uh, But most of the time that action doesn't take place until a lot closer to the deadline and teams get a little more desperate. But I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. Uh, if if the Mavericks look to supplement lively with uh, either another center, because I don't I don't know uh, you know if Rashawn Holmes uh, or Dwight Powell or even when Maxi Kleber returns if if they're long term answers I don't know the answer to that uh, or you know just a a more bruising power forward sort that can uh, you know that can you know a bigger version of Grant Williams if you will no okay. Jeff Green, right? Jeff Green looks great for the Rockets. I mean, he's playing fantastic. He's 36 years old. He's still, you know, giving them really, really good minutes. Jeff Green would look really good with Mavericks right now. That type of player, I would think, would be the type of player that uh, they'd be interested in trying to get their hands on somewhere around the deadline. Because you don't necessarily want to look at an offensive-minded player who can stack up rebounds but is maybe not great defensively like Vooch is my interpretation of the situation. And I think that's fair, too. They, they, their defense is not good enough right now, although their defense has shown signs of life. Uh, you know, the last uh, the, the game against the Lakers, they, they played really well for three quarters defensively in that game, played really well defensively against the Clippers. I mean, they just had a horrific offensive game that didn't, the Clippers were asking to get beat Saturday night. And the Mavericks just weren't good enough to win that game because they couldn't make a shot. And then, you know, last night, I know the Rockets wound up shooting 50% for the game, but I I thought the Mavericks defense was actually, you know, pretty good for a lot of the game. And I I think they're making uh, some strides in that area. I think it's it's been probably their best week of the season when it comes to that. And hopefully that is something that will continue. All right, Chuck. So this is for my ninth grader, Jake, who his favorite player on the Mavs right now is Jaden Hardy. And he asked me, Dad, why doesn't Jaden Hardy play more? And so now I'm going to play Chuck Cooperstein's answer to my boy Jake <laughs> on pressure. I, I do think it's tough for him to get minutes with Kyrie and Luca when they're both healthy. So I'd love for you to uh, tell Jake right now how Jaden Hardy can get more minutes or if he is going to get more minutes as the season progresses. It's hard for Jaden Hardy to get minutes when Luca and Kyrie are playing as many minutes as they're playing. I, tr- I was hoping for the laugh there because I was no, I was no, trying to say no. exactly what you said. No, I'm you, very di- I'm you, very disappointed. You said that. real facts. Chuck, that is correct. That's what I pretty much told him. I was like, maybe Chuck has a different answer. Maybe maybe he sees Jaden playing later in the year. I don't know. I think it's tough for him to get on the court right now. It, it's tough for him to get on the court, and he and when he does get on the court, he's pressing. Yeah, you know he's he's trying he's he's forcing so much on offense, trying to score, trying to be that automatic bucket, you know that he was late last year. But it's but it's hard. Look, you know they also have Seth Curry. They can't get Seth Curry on the floor. Yeah, you know because uh, you know the Dante Exum, uh, you know does more, frankly, of what they need in the non-Luca Kyrie minutes because he, because he can ha- he can handle it he can pass it he he really pushes it hard and he's and he's better defensively and uh, you know in, in, on one hand uh, you know it's 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 tough for a second year guy that we you know we we saw last year make some pretty significant strides as the year went on uh, but at the end you know if you look at the number of wings they have you know at that particular size I mean, 
there's real competition there for minutes. And again, when you have guys like Luke and Kyrie are going to play, you know, 36 to 38 minutes a game, where are the other minutes coming from? And, and I'm curious then, different positions, different skill sets, but sometimes we lump all young players together, even though they're also in different years. What have you thought about the play of Josh Green thus far? Because obviously, with the contract and everything, they seem to have a good amount of faith in him. It's been very inconsistent. Yep. You know, it's uh, it, it, you look at the, the game like the Laker game, and you're saying, yep, that's that's the guy. That's the guy, you know, we we know he can be. But the, that game comes right now about once every four games. But I do think Jason Kidd made a pretty good point last night uh, when he was talking with the media in the pregame, when he was saying, you know, with Josh, it's not always about points. With him, it's about him guarding, and it's about him, you know, providing energy, winning 50-50 balls and those types of things. Uh, when, he has, when he has not played well this year, uh, he's, he's lost some of those battles that last year, like, he never lost. He never lost a contested ball that was out on the floor. It was it was almost uncanny how easily he would win those. Uh, but that hasn't happened for him this year. And I did, and and the fact that shots haven't gone in, you know, I think he's he's pressing. I mean, he's definitely pressing. But they definitely need him. They they need his size and they need his athleticism and you know they need his energy uh, because they want to they want to play fast and they want to get the ball up the floor. And they've shown they can do that, and especially when you have a guy like Josh Pill in the lanes the way he can, uh, that's it's it's really important for him to be able to um, to be able to contribute to this team, you know, in in those non box score ways. Chuck, is Minnesota this good? <laughs> well, Mike, did you watch the first quarter, first quarter plus of the two games in Abu Dhabi? When the regulars were playing, I'm going to Mavericks in Minnesota I, were playing. I don't believe I did watch one of them because Corey was making fun of me for critiquing it so much. <laughs> yeah, I well, was kind of getting after him a I little mean, bit. Yes, it was early, but yes, Minnesota was totally dominant against the Mavericks in those in those minutes when the real players were playing. Mm-hmm. And I I think they've got a, they're they're top heavy now. It's like like a lot of teams are, uh, but. You know, Gobert looks like he's back to being Gobert, which means he's an absolute terror defensively. And they've got fabulous length on the wings, you know, to where they, they can pretty much guard anyone. Jay, you know, uh, Jaden McDaniels is is a sensational defender. Now, he's hurt. Uh, so that's going to hurt them for a while. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and they needed somebody who could really steady the ship. And Mike Conley is the perfect point guard for them. Um, and I think Chris Finch is a really creative offensive coach, and, he's, and he does have a, a bucket getter in Edwards. I, I really like their team a lot. And, you know, again, you know, how that translates to April and May, I don't know the answer to that right now. But uh, the fact that they're guarding the way they're guarding is, uh, is something that should be of great concern to everybody in the Western Conference. With the team playing so much better, do you think this is going to be the season in which Anthony Edwards, I mean, he's a number one pick. Everybody knows who he is, but, like, truly breaks through to that next level of NBA player? I don't know. Uh, you know, he, he, I mean, he clearly is a go-to guy for them late in the game, but he's, you know, he's still a, not a particularly efficient shooter, not a great three-point shooter, but he plays with an incredible amount of confidence, 
almost irrational confidence for for <laughs> someone that for someone that's not <laughs> Seth Curry, right? Or or for that matter, even Lu, uh, uh, Steph Curry, or for that matter, even you know Luca or somebody like that. But he's really good, and and I do think they take a page from him. Um, but is, is he? I mean, you look at the the number of guards in this league, and there are only six guards that could be named to to the All NBA teams. Is he one of the top six players? One of the top six guards in the league? I don't know the answer to that because mm-hmm. there are a lot of guards out there right now. So last night, Dirk was on the television broadcast, Coop, and I know obviously you're on the radio broadcast, so you're not hearing him. But when Luca made the hook shot, he says that Luca can make so many, call them garbage shots. He's so good at making. Uh, those shots that really you're like, come on, did you really make that? What has been this year your favorite Luca garbage shot? Oh, the one against Brooklyn. That crazy the one against Brooklyn. <laughs> that 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 crazy three pointer against the clock with nowhere to go. Off the glass. What, 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 off the glass and whatever. I mean, without without question, and especially because it happened when it happened. You know, so late in the game, it yeah. basically put the game away. Um, but uh, but this one was pretty good, <laughs> and you know all, off of a block shot no less, and you know didn't even, and, and he, I don't think he realized that um, uh, you know that he he did still have time on the clock. He didn't have to rush that shot, and yet he did it. But it's what he does, and you know people can laugh at this all the time, but he really does practice all this nonsense. And it looks like nonsense until it's not nonsense, until it actually matters. And somehow the ball goes in the basket. I know that you get to call a lot of games, and obviously you're doing Maverick games, so you get to call. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. The Mavericks all the time, but is he the most fun guy to call radio broadcast like crazy shots from? Is there a visiting player that you're just like, just surprises me all the time with some of the crazy stuff he does? I love Curry. I love watching Curry and just love watching how he gets his shots, how he's in perpetual motion uh, and where, where you think you have him guarded and you don't have him guarded. Now, I, I don't know that he is as creative as Luca. You know, if they're playing horse and, and we're talking about different trick shots and whatever, I think Luca would beat him. But, you know, just the fact that the moment – Curry crosses the midcourt line, there is just abject fear that he's going to fire it and make it, and you're just left with, how did he do that? Um, and I you know basically ever since he's been in the league, but especially since you know this run for the Warriors really started back in 2015, uh, you know to me, to me he's the most fun, and especially when the games are uh, in uh, at Golden State because their crowd just goes completely nuts. Every time he touches the ball and the, the crazier shot he makes, the deeper one that he makes, the louder they get. And it just makes for an incredible atmosphere and just an incredible vibe when you're doing the game. This is unrelated to any of the news of yesterday, but do you think it'd be really convenient if you could go to a place in the Metroplex where you could watch a basketball game live and in person and also gamble? Do you think that would be a neat thing to have? 
Well, I'm not a gambler. I could care less. I could not care less. Mm-hmm. The, gambling, the gambling means absolutely nothing to me. Never has, uh, regardless of sport. Because you know what? They don't give Lombardi trophies or Larry O'Brien trophies for your record against the spread. <laughs> That's a good point. It, 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 it really, it just doesn't matter. So it, it, it all of this, uh, all of this that's gone on, um, you know, over the last couple of years, it means nothing to me. I mean, I, I could not care less. If the, you know, if, if if the Cowboys, if they're favored by eleven, if they win by if they win by eleven, or they win by thirty, or they win by one, doesn't matter to me. They won because in the end, that's all that counts. Well, Coop, I know this is a little bit off topic. I know how big of a college football fan you are. Who is going to be in the final four after these conference games are over? Georgia, Michigan, Oregon. I think Oregon's going to beat. I think Oregon's going to beat Washington. And I think Texas will get in as a result of that wow. because I do think I think Florida State's going to lose, and I, I think that justice is going to prevail here uh, for for the Big Twelve in in a way that it did not prevail for either TCU or Baylor back in 2014. But right now, those are the four best teams in the country, <laughs> and and if this is about in in their lingo the best teams in the country, those are the four best teams in the country right now. If they went ahead and put Ohio State back in there, would you just kind of roll your eyes like I would? Of course. I mean, you know, it happened for Ohio State. It happened for Alabama. It happened for Nebraska back in the day. At the very least, you need to be playing for your conference championship. At the very least. You know, however your conference defines winning a conference championship. You know, if, you, if they didn't have a regular season, I mean, if they didn't have a conference championship game and, uh, and Ohio State was 11-1, and well, maybe, maybe we can revisit that now. But the fact is that they do have a championship game, and they, and you know, they're not in it, and they're not a part of it. So no, they're out. They're absolutely out. All right, excellent insight right there. I you got a lot of listeners that definitely hope you're <laughs> right about that. Appreciate your insight on all things sport today. Thanks for having me, boys. That's Take fun. care. I love talking to Chuck. I got one more. You guys were so excited. I could see all the excitement yeah. and energy, and I was like, I'm going to let you guys rock with this. We used to do sports talk radio for a living, so I know you can kind of get yeah. them to talk about other things just besides the math. It was too. one of the first shows I ever listened to along with uh, with Galloway. I, I think I called in on his show when he was on in 1996. Oh, wow. Wow. And <laughs> I called in because I had just been drafted and just played my rookie ball year for awesome. – um, the Burlington Indians in Burlington, North Carolina, after drafted by Cleveland. Lots of coats there, I hear. I called in because this was kind of, I think, right after the Jason Kidd trade. And for some reason, I was I, I kind of introduced myself. First ever time, I called into the radio show. And I said, hi, yeah, this is... Um, this is Mike Bassick, and I, you know, I can't remember how I said it, but I said something like, "I play baseball," and he's like, "Who are you?" Oh, <laughs> you know, type of no. deal. Just like, can, like, uh, I can't remember how it all happened, but I remember because I wanted to talk about Jason Kidd and the trade to Phoenix and Michael Finley and Sam Cassell and AC Green coming back to the Dallas Mavericks, and I think I, I'm not a hundred percent sure, but I think the show that I called in was Chuck Cooperstein. And I threw in, like, I'm a minor league baseball player. Like, who are you minor league baseball player for? 
type of deal. Because he didn't believe you the way the way well, you I'm said that sure. aggressively. I'm not sure, but you know, he's Chuck probably he heard Basic. He was like, "Hold on, what's no, going no, on? I don't think I, I think I didn't say oh, my okay, name. I think they're like, like Mike from Duncanville calling in, and then I'm like, okay, uh, I'm a minor league baseball player. He's like, who are you? You know, type of deal, but not in a bad way. Just like he he came to speak at my class at UNT. And all of the people who spoke, we had Falwell, we had Ralph, uh, we had Ralph Strangis, Strangis uh, we had, I mean, Eric Nadell came to speak to that class, Brad Sham, and they all said the same thing about Coop, and that, they were like, he's a savant. He just absorbs sports. He's one of those guys that like didn't even have to think about it. He just absorbs it in some way. And it, uh, and then when he came and spoke to our class, I was like, wow, yeah, that is Chuck. But I always thought that anyway when I heard him. I think it was Estridge, Newey. Him and Newey were my show. That was what I yeah. listened to before. That probably got me as interested as Galloway did in being part of this thing. Does that mean you feel bad that we put him out of business? I mean, he wasn't there. Okay. That thing He's was, doing Mavs already. That thing it's was already on. Time for Mike likes it. What? Okay, so I want to continue a little bit of Mavs topic here because oh. I just saw this as we were going into the Chuck Cooperstein interview, and it's a rumor. So I didn't feel like, hey, let me throw out this rumor that probably can't happen yet. But there's a rumor out there that the Mavs are very interested in trading for Dorian Finney Smith. Oh man. What did you just say? We used to have him. What did you? What so did the you Mavs say? traded Dorian Finney-Smith uh-huh. in the Kyrie Irving trade. Right. And now there's a rumor out there, if you go to Twitter, that the Mavs are very interested. Report, the Mavs have Twitter expressed in interest in uh, Dorian Finney-Smith per Mike Soto. I'm not sure who Mike Soto is. Is the Bobby Petrino for? story all over again? Hey, we left once, and now we want you back. Man, people want reunions. So do you remember... We brought this game up, at least Coop did, on that crazy shot, that three-pointer, like the hook shot off the glass that Luka hit as the shot clock was running down under a minute to go, and it looked like Brooklyn was going to come back and possibly win that game. And after the game was over, Luka was interviewed, and he's like, that's my guy. I love him. I'm going to play with him again. Oh. Like He pretty much said, I'm going to be playing with him again. Now, that was one of the first six to eight games of the year. But here we are. A month into the season, approximately, and there's a rumor that the Mavs are seeing how can we get Dorian Finney-Smith back to the Dallas Mavericks. I'll ask this question to you guys. How much do you think it would help? Let's just say it is uh, either Omax Prosper or Jaden Hardy. I'm going to assume that they they start the conversation. It's hard to get Jaden Hardy on the court yeah. because of his skill set. Yeah. And I think it would be easier to find a way to get Dorian Finney-Smith on the court. So if I can, I don't know how to get a pick back in this this process. Well, I don't think you can get a pick back. If you traded both those guys, if you traded Hardy, Omax, Prosper, so those are two younger prospects, and then you had to make the money work. And I'm I'm throwing a name out there, don't, because I don't think that they would, but Dwight Powell. Like, I don't know if that Im- immediately makes the money work or not. I think he might be a little bit short there. But if you had to trade two of your prospects, Hardy and Omax, to get Dorian Finney-Smith back, would you do it? I would not. I would definitely pass on Because that. why? Uh, I just, I don't think he hits as, I mean, I know defensively he hits a need. I don't think he hits enough of a size and rebounding need that you're really going for to gut the rest of your young players outside of Lively perimeter defense though still like you you just made yourself better there but you still i all right let's say there's another there's another future trade kevin down the road that's going to add that 
is this piece of a, a, a piece that you want? Or do you think I need to hold on to those so that I can? No, move I mean, that if piece? it was a better piece, then sure, I would make a move. And Dorian well, Finney Smith is a solid piece. Would but. you rather trade one of those prospects I mentioned and yeah. your 2026 first round no. pick, and now you're out of first round picks for almost a half a decade to trade? I no, trade I just don't. I, I guess I don't Neither think do he's I. worth it. I, I hear you. I guess remember the report was is that. Dorian Finney-Smith, when Brooklyn traded for him, were like, are they going to keep him? He's not like a rebuild yeah. player. And they yeah. are 9-8 and eight this year. And then the report was, hey, a couple teams offered two first-round picks Which for Dorian Finney-Smith. Now, wild to me. Who knows, right? That's only rumor. Because sure. Brooklyn's like, no, they didn't. We would have taken two first-round picks. But I, who knows? <laughs> he too. He is shooting 44% from three-point land this year, which is the best percentage in a season for him. But – that's, Once again, that's really good. That doesn't mean he's going to keep that up for 82 games. Absolutely. All right. So I teased this yesterday and I was not able to get to this, but there was who is the Nathan Avaldi of this free agent class? Now, I'm going to immediately say I don't agree with this, but I understand where this article is coming from. It's James Paxton. So James Paxton in his career is 64 and 38 with a 3.69 ERA. He has a 1.2 whip in his career. Last year he was 7 and 5 with a 4 and a half ERA in 19 games started. The reason they're comparing him to him is when he's healthy he's good. I just gave you his overall yeah. stats. His overall record is good. He's 64 and 38 in 10 years in Major League Baseball because he gets hurt all the time. Uh, yeah. He's only had, for the most part, in his career, 2019 is the only year that he's been healthy for the whole season. Like, literally, in a 10 year career, he pretty much pitches about half of the games you want him to pitch about I mean really what he's known for do you guys remember when James Paxton was standing out for the national anthem on opening day and I think it was for Seattle what happened to him no the bald eagle attacked him oh my gosh if you type in James Paxton and type in like bald eagle so the eagle's supposed to go land where the trainer is somehow the bald eagle lands right next to James Paxton and then starts landing on his back with his talons clawing into his back and he he's just like oh yeah Wow. He's just calmly still keeps his hand or his hat over his heart, and he's trying to be as still as possible. But eventually, <laughs> he's like, "There is a damn bald eagle, like attack, somewhat attacking." For some reason, the bald eagle thought that James Paxton was his handler. Are you seeing this video yeah. right now? I'm watching. It's the video. amazing, right? I'm just laughing because he's okay because. He, like, flinches just a little bit, but he keeps his hat yeah. over his heart and everything. Maybe and then, he's the most American man out there. And I would that's be, why the bald be. eagle was like, he recognized it and said, I want to be closer to America. How much would you be freaking out if you knew a bald eagle was supposed to be on the field, but, like, a good hundred <laughs> yards away from you, and it's, like, trying to attack you? Right? I would freak out. Those things are giant. Yeah, and they're, like, they can... They're terrifying. Puncture and, holes and in ugly. your skin. And it definitely like made some marks on the right shoulder of his jersey. Yeah. But it also looks like the bald eagle is trying to climb aboard. Like, hey, buddy, I'm back. Like, I'm your like, guy. What are you doing? What if it like, picked you up guy. and took you to its nest? It can't do that. And then <laughs> they, it's tried to feed you it to its baby It can do that to a eagles. baby. 
James Paxton weighs, on this report here, it says he weighs 212 pounds. I do not think that a bald eagle can carry a 212-pound anything. How many eagles do you think it would take to carry that? Seven. You're saying seven eagles. Yep. Together. So 50 pounds a piece? Wait, not 50 pounds a piece. Sorry. <laughs> 30. <laughs> 35 pounds? 30 pounds 30 a pounds. piece. Do you, so you think a bald eagle can carry a? Th- I think they could. Like if they grabbed a dog, a thirty-pound dog, they yeah, could probably do yeah. that. I think. And plus, teamwork will add a few pounds. I keep getting on the my internet's all messed up, so I don't know. I'll look about it up. James Paxton. I'll look, no. So <laughs> I will say this about James Paxton. It intrigues me because they're saying that he'll kind of be cheap on a short-term deal, and when I say cheap, like around eight to ten million dollars. Okay. And I get what he can do. And this is, this is only an if. If the Rangers lost Jordan Montgomery, you wouldn't have any left-handers in your rotation, correct? Uh, everybody would be right-handed if I have this correct. M- Martin Perez is a free agent. Yeah. So I can't include him. And I'm not him. counting him as part of the and rotation. And I guess Cody Bradford might be a starting pitcher yeah. for you next year. But right now, if you lost Montgomery, would you be trying to replace him with a possible left-handed I starting could, pitcher? Yeah, I, that makes a little, quite a bit of sense to me, actually. I und- I think Avaldi's been better in his career than James Paxton. James Paxton worries me to death about because I've really liked him over years, but I'm like he's never healthy. What's the price point though that those worries now become acceptable? Is it six or does it is? I, I mean, guess I know you said eight to ten. I guess one for eight, and I would be okay with it. I'd say okay. I see where you're you're yeah. coming from here, but I mean, I would say look, expect 15 starts. Last year he had 19 starts. Let me just go through this real quick, and then we'll get to uh, Corey's corner with uh, the C block. Is <laughs> so I wonder if you've ever even heard a bald this. eagle <laughs> can lift uh, five to six pounds, but have been known to lift ten pound objects. Uh, so, so Kevin, it's going to take like need a lot, fifty birds. We're need a lot Twenty more plus eagles. eagles. It's probably not going to work. All no right, wonder. So they're they're weak. Cowboys he has made strong. over twenty starts in his ten year career three times. Okay. So, I mean, you would probably be looking at 15 to max 20 starts if you sign James Paxton as your replacement to Montgomery. And I'm not saying, once again, Montgomery's way better than James Paxton, but if they're like, we just aren't going to do that contract for Montgomery. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. 
vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. 